Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. It's Mark here with Ryan. Um, spit coming to you straight from the home of Rugby League Queensland. We uh, we had a close shave there last week with uh, the them almost trying to pull the plug, but you know PVL he's playing checkers. He's not playing chess, mate. He's uh, he's all over it, and as a result, we now have every single one of the games in Southeast Queensland this weekend again. So. Mate, yeah, it was a it was a long twenty four hours, and <laughs> oh yeah, there was that all was the people on the socials looking for extra trades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a scary couple of hours. So uh, I thought I'd actually have to, you know, talk to the missus for once. Oh, you know, I actually had to actually had to spend time with her on a Saturday. <laughs> poor Lucy. Oh no, poor Lucy. And we could we couldn't even go out anywhere either. It's like oh yeah, yeah we, we're gonna go. Well, we can't even go out to dinner. So. Anyway, we're uh, we're back and we're on, and um, I mean, as a result of the uh, one week delay on or one day delay on the games, I mean, uh, there's the first team that we're going to speak about, which is the Newcastle Knights that have been impacted by. They're coming off a four day turnaround now, which you have to think is going to uh, impact the players, but they get a bonus with Mitchell Pearce back, but they lose mm-hmm. their captain in Jaden Braley, who I know you're specifically affected by. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't say I'm surprised because, um, I mean, it seemed like he was out cold uh, <laughs> on the weekend, but somehow miraculously passed his HIA. Um, I couldn't believe he came back. Yeah, me either. I thought he was, you know, gone. Because like, normally, like, in those situations, even when they pass, like, if it looks like they were out, they just keep him out anyway. Um, mm. But, yeah, no, that's surprising. But, yeah, no, no Braley this week. We get the return of uh, Chris Randall. Remember him last year? Everyone bought him and then he was uh, benched a week later. <laughs> yeah, I think he got 71 with 70 tackles or something in that week and then uh, disappeared. Uh, I don't think I'll be going back there. <laughs> no, I would strongly recommend that nobody goes back there. Uh, but, anyway, long story short, uh, outside of that, obviously we've got Ponga who is – steadily improving back with a 40-something week one and then a 59 last week. You have to think with Pierce back, that's going to help the attack. And, I mean, obviously, Braley's a loss, but I think Pierce is probably more important to the side than Braley. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. Watson there. He can play some some hooker. Um, I mean, you, you sold Watson. Obviously, there's still a couple of teams that have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're probably just, you know, rolling with him through his 50-something average. But 22 points on the weekend's a bit alarming. Yeah, I think he was one of the ones directly affected by firstly um, Braley, you know, passing his HIA. So obviously, you know, Watson moved to lock, uh, sorry, moved to hooker, and then came off once uh, Braley passed his HIA because they had that extra interchange. And then um, at the end of the game, I'm pretty sure Watson moved to fullback, didn't he? Because Ponga got an early spell as well, didn't he? From memory, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, so like obviously that's going to hurt his score because I mean you know Watson scores better when he's in the middle, not playing hooker or playing fullback. So um, I, like I think at this stage you've got to hold like he's still named to start. You think he should get some decent minutes um, outside of any you know um, bad luck like last week. Um, and honestly, I think uh, there's a lot of people that would you know Watson's one of the few headaches they've got at the moment. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, we did have a couple of questions, and I mean, obviously we'll circle back to it. But I'm, I'm sure somebody's asked us about bringing Pierce in this week. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we've highlighted the Knights' soft schedule. Pogno looks pretty right for the picking at 604k, though, as well. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you said, we've got the the Broncos, Sharks, Bulldogs, Titans, and Broncos again to come. So, yeah, it looks like um, potentially. You know, very good uh, attacking stats slated schedule here for for Ponga. Yep, and Bradman best fifty four points as well. Obviously, yes. Him, I, <laughs> I was telling you last conscience. week, mate. I couldn't in conscience recommend him to anybody <laughs> given the injuries. Uh, mate, on the other side of the ball here, uh, Gamble going from strength to strength, which is fantastic, and I think he's about the second best half that's going to be available this week once Hughes eventually actually drops out. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, it's something uh, I certainly didn't expect. He's uh, averaging 56 since Albert Kelly uh, dropped out of this side. It's crazy to think that, you know, round th- uh, was it round 14? He wasn't even in the uh, 17. And then just by sheer luck, Kelly's done his hamstring and Gamble's turned into basically a keeper. He's averaging 56 since then. So, yeah, mm. you, you, you love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, uh, the only other really relevant player in this team is Payne Haas, who... 
59, which was disappointing with the captaincy if you put it on him because Turbo put his 137 or whatever he scored on. Mm. But, uh, I mean, this week in a tough captaincy week, I I couldn't talk anybody out of Haas again this week. Yeah, it sort of seems the standout option of mine if you're a, a favourite in a like a head-to-head final because, mm. yeah, we've got a week where like the top six are all playing each other, so there's no real sort of easy matchups for some of these attacking guys like, uh, like you know, your Turbos, your Hughes, or, you know, assuming he was, he's playing guys like that. So. Yeah, Teddy. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, he does seem like sort of the standout option, but maybe, maybe you want to opt uh, for some of these dice roll guys if you if you think you're you know the underdog in a head-to-head final yeah uh i reckon we move on to the next one so raiders uh cory harawira naira uh, benched <laughs> after being hooked can't say i'm shocked he just kind of let ponga walk through and um and was subsequently taken off the field which he probably deserved but it's bad news for fantasy managers i mean one of the big questions this week is is he a trade uh, I mean, how many trades you got? Yeah. Because I'm sitting here with Ben Hunt, who obviously is injured and we'll talk about in a second, and Harawira Naira. Uh, luckily, uh, I don't need to play either of those guys to field a, a decent 17 this week. So, hmm. I mean, I'm, I think he seems to me being an early game as well, uh, an ideal candidate to go into a loop slot. You know, they get an injury in the first five minutes he plays the bulk of the game. He could do anything against this Dragon side. Obviously, you don't trust to start him if he is coming off the bench, though, do you? No, I don't think you can place much faith in him. He does seem like the sort of the, if you're not going to sell him, sort of the uh, the, the perfect option to stick in your 18th slot. Um, like, it's probably not panic stations in terms of you have to get him out this week. His break-even's 58. So, I mean, even if he could push out a 30, he's only going to go backwards about 30K. So, I mean, there's still... You know, plenty of uh, maneuverability there next week if you've still got to trade up your sleeve. But yeah, probably not one you want to be starting in your seventeen if you can help it this week. Mm, yeah, I think I'm going to be running a Radley Harawira Naira loop this week. Mm. So um, yeah, mate. But I guess the other side of the ball is more important stuff. So Ben Hunt's gone for about four weeks, maybe more, maybe I guess one less. But I think he he's pretty much uh, guaranteed sell here. I'm mm. thinking I might hold on to him this week just because he is. I can park him in my uh, halves, which will allow me to do this loop, and I know he's definitely not going to play. Mm, okay. um, so, I mean, you know, depending on what your uh, urgency levels is, uh, the one thing to keep in mind is guys that are red dots don't lose money. Guys that are green dots do lose money. Mm. Uh, so I guess depending on how many players you got. Uh, it's probably good news for McCulloch, though, who sees – the for the bench go back to kind of that full forward. Uh, I mean, mm. Amone has been playing a little bit, and then they can just push Josh Maguire into hooker. But you have to think he's going to be playing seventy something rather than fifty five. Yeah, yeah it's, it's. I, I don't think it's uh, good enough news to get him back to you know the pre sort of PVL rule uh, tackle bot machine he was. No. But um, it's yeah, certainly a lot better than him scoring thirty odd in fifty five minutes, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, elsewhere in this team, fantasy relevancy-wise, Jack Bird's back and at fullback with Zach Lomax in the centres. Uh, yeah. You have to think that's good for both of them. Um, I mean, Bird's uh, been a gun mainstay centre outside of last week when everybody really needed him where he was suspended. But outside of that, he's. Uh, I think that's probably a good, if not neutral, thing for Bird to be at fullback. Yeah, absolutely. Um I mean, I can't imagine it's much better than him playing on an edge, but it's certainly you'd have to think better than him playing at, uh, at centre. Even though he was going quite well at centre, he's going to get his hands on the ball more often. Yeah. Uh, Eels versus Rabbitohs. Mitchell Moses returns, which is good news. Uh, Regal Kimber-Gillard still not playing, so I think he's out with that hamstring injury suffered last week. Mm. Uh, it's really Moses, Reed, and then the back three of, of Papali'i, Madison, and maybe Nathan Brown, um, mm. which is this Eels side. Uh, I mean, you know, Papali'i looks to be, a, you know, gun. And, and, you know, this having Will Smith on the bench has been really, really good for, for him. He seems to be getting pretty steady sort of work right now. So, mm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, yeah, sort of seems like a, a set and forget keeper and just, yeah, pick him up at your leisure, I suppose. He's probably at the peak of his price now, I think. Yeah. 
And obviously anyone that sold Moses is is disappointed with him coming back this week, particularly considering how short everyone else is in the halves. But he yeah. um he should be good for the rest of the season now, you would think, and hopefully he can uh, get through some base stats because I dare say there's not going to be a lot of attacking stats in this game. Uh, the Rabideaus obviously red hot. Latrell coming off a 90-plus score. Gagai's kind of getting 40s and 50s without really doing a lot, which is good news. Mm. Uh, Cook sort of scraped a 50 after not really being very involved as well. So, I mean, it's all systems go on the uh, the obvious ones. And Cameron Murray's back this week, which you have to think would be good for Cook and for, obviously, Murray, who is playing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Cookie feeds off those uh, Cam Murray quick play the balls. Like, Murray's an absolute specialist at, um, you know, just pumping out quick play the balls and getting Cook, cook space. So, yeah, it's you have to think it's all good signs there. Yep. Uh, I think Reynolds got a pretty good score as well after not even – we weren't even thinking he was going to play. But, you know, it's a good-looking uh, Rabideau side, and I think they should probably have some points in them against the Eels. But, you know, you never know with um, with Moses back. Hopefully they'll have a bit more direction. So hopefully it's a, it's a good game with lots of base stats uh, and some tries for the uh, the essential guys there. And we'll uh, have a good fantasy one. It's quite a fantasy-relevant game, really, that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, games that are fantasy relevant, this is less, much less relevant than that, the <laughs> next one, which is Warriors and Sharks. So uh, obviously Walsh with a 40-something, it's not what you want, but they get Lodge and Fenua Blake back this week, plus Curran's named in that edge spot. You have to imagine that's good news for Walsh and also good news for all three of those players. So, I mean, I'm an Adam. Uh, owner, I'm just going to plug him straight back in. Obviously, if he doesn't play, then I'll I'll get my Brian Kelly or Corey Harrow and Ira AE there. Um, mm. But um, you know, he's a he's a plug straight back in. I think. Yeah, not much to worry about there. I suppose I think a lot of people are very grateful for the green dot this week. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, I, like I guess you know, you just got Vanilla Blake Lodge Walsh here. Um, I mean, we've got, we've got to centre extraordinaire edge now player Ewan Aitken who scored like a 90 oh. with two tries on the weekend. Man, well, you know, considering how soft the Warriors draw is, he's definitely an option at centre, particularly if he's going to be playing back row, but even if he isn't. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's a 40-plus average centre and a lot of that's base stats, so I don't see any reason why he can't keep that up. I mean, outside of the tries, he made 40 tackles and 160 metres. And, I mean, it was only against the Tigers, but it's a uh, it's a promising uh, option there. And, I mean, they've only got Sharks, Bulldogs, Broncos, Raiders, Titans uh, to come. So hmm. could be a, a nice little pod centre if you're looking for somebody to replace Tyrone Peachy this week. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, it's basically just... Ramian in this shark side, although obviously Trindle's doing great stuff. Um, mm. There's these kind of rumours floating around, and I guess everyone wants to talk about Trindle uh, and, and that. Well, obviously, we recommended him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, do we think that the Sharks are actually going to be able to secure anybody that's going to significantly impact him? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I, I saw the names being thrown around were Billy Walters and Sean O'Sullivan. And, I mean, Sean O'Sullivan's the starting seven for the Warriors this week. I'm not sure when if Chad's coming back at all, but, um, I mean, I can't imagine. Like, they, they couldn't even feel the 21 last week. So, I don't know. I find it hard to believe they're going to let um, SOS go. I mean, Billy Walters maybe, but, yeah. I wouldn't be worried about him. I'd be more inclined to think he takes kind of Tracy's spot and Tracy, you know, drops into the centres for Will Chambers or something. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Uh, I guess um, with so little time to go, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, he's yeah. He's, I mean, he's fairly low risk if if you do need someone in that price point who might you know average fifty plus on the run home. Like, I, I guess mm. there, there's not much risk. And the Sharks do have a soft schedule, and he is going to get the base stats. I just don't don't think he played that well really against Manly. I know he had the two tries, but like he. Uh, butchered a couple of try assists. Like couldn't mm. couldn't help but throw a forward pass uh, multiple times there against Manly. But yeah, who knows? He is a young guy. Maybe uh, he can bounce back this week. Yeah, well, you know, they. I think they want him chance in their hand, giving it a crack. You know, so mm. yeah, I, I like it. I think he's a. I think he's a buy if you need somebody at that price point. Obviously, there's risks associated, and, and at this time, we're usually bringing in keepers or. Um, 
gone oh, or or, ca- or cash outs type of thing. But I mean, if mm. you need somebody that specific price point to facilitate something else, I can't see why you wouldn't go that way. Yeah, uh, Roosters I mean- Panthers. Oh, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, just to add to that, like I, I could see, say, an example, if you were trading two 600 gay guys and you're getting in, you know, like a, say, a Hughes, assuming his plays this week, and then you've got 400K left over for your last trade. Like I could see, mm. you know, that type of thing happening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so Roosters Panthers, obviously, uh, the looming return of uh, Chin Lord himself, Nathan Cleary, sitting down there in 21. <laughs> Mm. Do we honestly think he's going to play this week? I mean, I'm I'm on record. I actually picked round twenty one, but I'm necessarily not thinking he's going to play. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm surprised to see him in the twenty one. Like just based off the you know, like the Panthers put out their weekly um, injury update with like their head physio, uh, and they came mm. in on Saturday, and like they were saying, oh, you know, we're not putting a return date on him yet. We don't really know when he's going to be back. We're not rushing him. And, you know, Ivan, Ivan said the same thing in the uh, post-game press conference. You know, there's no date on him yet. So, I mean, yeah, I'm surprised to see him named in the 21. Um, yeah, mm. I don't know. Because I'm like, because I was thinking about it, right? Because, like, outside, because, okay, let's assume that there's going to be no uh, home finals in Sydney this year. Like, what's what's the advantage of finishing in the top two versus finishing third or fourth? You know, like I don't really see much advantage to finishing second or third. If you're not getting a home final, and it's going to be mm. no fans. They're six points clear of uh, the roosters in fifth. Like for mine, it, it would sort of make more sense. Just, you know, limp your way to round 23, then plug him back in to get some match fitness before mm. the finals. But um, yeah, who knows? Maybe well, Ivan's uh, desperate for the minor premiership. I'm reading a, an article here on uh, NRL.com that went up 50 minutes ago. Mm. And it says, Panthers coach Ivan Cleary has included his son Nathan in the reserves for the first time since he suffered the shoulder injury in Origin 2 to put aside fears he may not play again this season. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it, just to ease the members? That's what it says. That's it. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so, uh, and there's no indication that he's actually going to play. It says Cleary, and then there's a, a separate article here. Ivan Cleary has revealed his son Nathan could return to the NRL if needed, but he's likely to keep him on ice for longer, has his shoulder mends. And mm. that's the article that came out two days ago about not returning against the Roosters. So I really don't think he's going to play. I think mm. it would be silly, you know. like it's he, And Ivan Cleary, as much as I don't rate him as a coach, I don't think he thinks that premierships are won in round 21 either. You know, like you say, there's not really any clear benefit. You don't want to come fourth and play the Storm. Mm. But, I mean, you know, like the Panthers would have to fancy themselves against the Rabbitohs. Uh, So, you know, second or third shouldn't really matter, you know. Mm. So we'll, uh, yeah, but, I mean, we'll see. He, he, you know, now that I've said that, he'll probably come back. But it also (laughs) would make a lot of sense, you know, Kurt Capewell sitting there in the centres, like, you know, it'd be very easy to just, you know, plug Cleary in and um, have uh, Burton go into the centres. But, you know, I mean, yeah, once again, it seems a bit silly to me. It won't shock me either direction. Mm. Uh, I can't see him being back to his best immediately, though. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, I'm sure. So, Uh, But uh, Roosters-wise, it's basically just Teddy and Crichton. And, I mean, Radley had a bad game after we, you know, gave him a bunch of time. But, I mean, Crichton also had a bad game. So... I mean, was it just a case of, you know, the Roosters weren't really put under pressure? Radley only played 50-odd minutes after playing 73 weeks in a row because they didn't need him to play. Mm. Um, I think he definitely would have come back on if they needed it. Yeah, I tend to agree. You know, like 28-0, I guess, you know, this is the time to give him a bit of a breather, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, and coming into Penrith this week, you have to think he might be back to that uh, big-minute role. Um I guess uh, I guess we'd be uh, doing a disservice to some of our interns if we didn't mention uh, Joseph Manu as well doing doing good things. Is he even playing? Yeah, he's maybe I just center. blocked him out. I just oh, blocked him out. <laughs> yeah, emotionally, I just pretend he doesn't play. <laughs> I've got PTSD after he knocked me out of head to head finals a couple of weeks ago. I just I, I just glaze over every time I see his name. It's like my eyes slips over it. Like oh yeah, oh they only named one center this week. That's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I mean, obviously, uh, Arpy's back. Uh, I, it seems like he hasn't been suspended long enough to me. 
mean, yeah, it's, we're straight away weird. from fantasy there, but yeah, I feel like he probably should have copped a, a bigger penalty than that. Yeah, I don't know. I leave that up to uh, the powers that be. I'm just here to yeah. uh, pick fantasy teams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note, Tom Trebojevic, he is the pick of the fantasy teams. Uh, 137 points last week. Uh, pretty much all that came in a very short amount of time. He's averaging mm. 78.2 points this season despite ha- having a couple of games where he didn't play the full 80, uh, including this week where he only played 67 minutes. Three tries, three try assists, 15 tackle bus, 227 metres. This bloke is just absolutely superhuman. Uh, although I do have to laugh here. I'm looking at his scores, and he's only got one game where he scored under 50 points this year, and it was against the Knights of all teams. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy it's so ridiculous. Oh, he's no. got five scores set of 75 or more in the last six games, and the only game he didn't it is against the Knights. It's yeah, it's honestly insane. And he he, he was on he was on thirty two at halftime. Like he he scored about a hundred points in twenty minutes. It, it was just it's unlike that was a, that twenty minutes after halftime is unlike anything I've ever seen before from someone. Uh, it, it was just incredible. Yeah, yeah, mate. He's uh he's a, just an absolute freak. And um, I mean, it's basically the story of him DC for Manly. You don't really want to be you know straying too far away from those two. Mm. I mean, we've looked at Gerbo, but I mean, with Manly being so dominant, soft schedule, he only got 26 points last week uh, in 60 minutes. I think if they're going to put scores on teams, he's going to end up spending some time on the bench and he might be one of those guys that we're looking at in 2022 instead once they change the rules back to what they used to be. <laughs> yeah, that uh, could be the case. Yeah, I'd, um, yeah, he's just – I don't think he's hes particularly fantasy relevant this year. He just doesn't suit this kind of game. Um, I think, honestly, like Josh Schuster's more fantasy relevant than uh, Jake Gerbo mm. at the moment. Wild, wild stuff. Mm. Um, mate, and that's about it really here. And then, obviously, on the Storm side, we've got Parpy named on the bench again. Harry Grant had an awesome game off the bench as well. Hines, disappointing. Hughes injured, but we we thought it was an absolute moral not to be named this week, but he's uh, he's been named, which is bad for literally everybody in this Storm spine, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was really expecting to see Pap in the one jersey this week, and honestly, it might mm. still happen. It's just I, I feel like uh, Bellamy's playing some games here. I, I can't imagine they run out one to seventeen as they currently are. Yeah, no, I have to imagine that he's going to end up with Hines at the seven. Mm. But I mean, maybe not. We're seeing crazier stuff, and um, yeah, that's uh, you're pretty much in the storm now. You're not buying anyone, though, really, are you? Outside of maybe Pat. Yeah, I was really excited you to buy. Hines, you're holding. He's yeah. holding. Maybe. I mean, uh, I, like I'm seeing a lot of people uh, selling Hines this week, and honestly, I wouldn't talk him out of him after you know he was subbed off after 30 minutes for Pat. Um, yeah, I was really excited to buy Pat this week because I thought he would for sure be starting. But um, yeah, I guess I just have to wait another week, I suppose, and see what happens. So are we recommending a sell on Hines this week then? Um, I, I feel like, yeah, he's a sell, but I also feel like he's going to be low down on the priority list for a lot of other people that are going to have like, you know, your Hunt and your Harawira and Iris and stuff like that. But if, you, if you've got no other problems, then, yeah, I, I probably would think about selling. Um, at least try and see what happens with the final team lists. Like if he's starting mm-hmm. with Hughes out, then hold on to him, I think, for another week. But, yeah, just yeah. keep an eye on it. Uh, as far as captaincy talk goes, I wouldn't be captaining anyone in that game just because it should be theoretically, like, because they're all outside backs, the guys, and, you know, relying on attacking stats, you have to think, like, I, you have to imagine that's going to be, like, 16-14 or something like that, that game. I mean, I think Manly can give them a run this week. Um, I'd, yeah, you'd be pretty bold to uh, go diving into Captain Turbo again this week. This is uh, easily the hardest team he's faced in quite a while, other than uh, Queensland in Game 3, of course. Um, oh, you mean the Queensland juggernaut, mate? Call yes. By the proper title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was taking a look at uh, Turbo's run, and he's only played two teams in the top five this season. Uh, he's really been mm. belting some of these... Uh, Lesser sides, that's that. I mean, he did manage a 99 against Parramatta, but um, yeah, what, 
Well, the only team that really uh, kept him in check other than the Knights was Penrith. So um, I think if anyone is on the Penrith level back when, you know, they were in red hot form in round eight, would it would be this current Melbourne side. So, mm. yeah, you'd, you'd, be, uh, you'd be quite bold to slap the C on in this week. Yeah, I agree. Bulldogs versus West Tigers. Bailey Beyondi Aver- uh, <laughs> Odo's in six, which is, I think, really good news for Avarillo in seven. Um, back to the base stat. Uh, Lord, hopefully we can expect from him. Uh, I mean, is he somebody you would buy now? Yeah, I mean, if uh, if I was in need of a centre, I, I definitely think he'd be worth the risk with, um, you know, especially now that he's back down to 550K, uh, he's very affordable. Um, mm. Yeah, you have to think he's going to be racking up the base stats with uh, Lewis and Flanagan out of the side, so... Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like a solid option. Like They're not even named in oh, – Flanagan's in 21. Lewis isn't even in the uh, 21. I'm not sure what's happening there. But, yeah, he seems uh, like a good centre. Yeah, I'd, I'd be jumping on him. He'd be my number one centre the rest of the season if it's going to stay like that. And beyond the, uh, beyond, the, beyond the Odo is, you know, he's a pretty good young player. So they may as well give it a crack. It's not like it's been working well for them with anybody else. So mm. uh, Tigers' side of the ball, though, it's really – not a lot of exciting stuff here aside from Dewey, who's put up another good score and coming up against a, a not as particularly formidable uh, Bulldog side. Yeah, um, our man Austin, who I'm up against this week at head-to-head, finally slapping the sea on Dewey. So, uh, yep. he, honestly, like he's probably the the best outside Haas in terms of dice rolls if you wanted to take a punt this week given they're playing the Bulldogs. Um but yeah, outside of that, so there's. I, I guess if you needed a, uh, if you were in the market for like a cheap center, Moses Zimbai might be worth the risk at like 300k. And I guess uh, we we couldn't we couldn't uh, skip the Tigers without mentioning the Sweet Prince in 15. He's back. Oh <laughs> mate, he's going to be a late switch too. He's going to play center, cheat game to the bench. Yes, the return of Zach Sini. I love to see it. Man, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to go. I just don't want him to ruin his price for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh me, mate. I'm going to start with him. You can see. All you Sini haters out there, you can. This is the redemption arc. It starts here. Yeah, it is, mate. He's going to do a turbo. He's going to score 137 points in 60 minutes. You watch. <laughs> Including a sin bin. Um, uh, mate, outside of that, it's not really exciting on the Tigers. No, so we can jump I guess- into the last game. Oh. I guess just a quick mention, Sean Bloor, 228K, put up a 53. Might be worth a cash oh. out there. Yeah. Yep. If you need one, jump on. Uh, Ty, Ty Tunes, uh, Jamal Fogarty named in 21 with Sexton surviving. You have to think that the Titans might just keep playing that halves combination until they lose. Yeah. I'm wondering what's going on there. Um, so, I mean... If Fogarty's healthy, because he was their captain before he got injured like three weeks ago, mm. um, yeah, I wonder what the go is there. If he's if he's healthy this week, uh, is Sexton really going to keep him out of the side? Um, well, the thing is, both of the halves had a pretty good game. So yeah, they did. Just sort of drop one after that, and it sort of doesn't reward good performance either because they they look they didn't even look like losing the whole game. So it sort of doesn't really say much to your team culture if you're then going to drop the two halves who have won you two games in a row. You know. I mean, are you going to oh. drop drop your captain? He wasn't really he wasn't playing poorly when he when he got no, injured. He wasn't, like, play, he wasn't playing that well though either. Like you know, and the Titans were losing. I mean, if you look at the five sides they played before he got injured: Storm, Roosters, Manly, Raiders, Para. Um, Sounds like know, they, an excuse, mate. If you could they, beat Raiders and Parramatta, you don't deserve to hold. They beat spot. the Raiders forty four six. Oh, well, that's okay then. <laughs> <laughs> mate, that was too long ago now. I've seen in too much review, footy between right. now and then. Yeah, no, it's all gone. If it yeah, didn't have Zaxini, I don't want it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, we might see him back this week. I'd like to see it at the expense of Taylor with Sexton going into the six. I think that would be the the, the most make the most sense for the Titans. Mm. Um, I mean, Taylor's fine, but you, know, you have to think he's not going to have a contract pass this year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I'm pretty sure he's off contract. So, I mean, if, if Fogarty and Sexton are the future, then... Wouldn't it make sense to sort of run with that? But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're more interested in getting the eight. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't. They're, they're not using Tana Boyd though. Maybe he's injured. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's an odd one. He's not even in the uh, twenty-one. No. 
Mate, uh, Dave Fafita's name in the back row. <laughs> my, yep. uh, my brother's sending me a message telling me he's going to bring him in this week. And I said to him, I was like, oh, I think he's off the bench. And he said, oh, no, he's named to start. Like, yeah, okay, but, you know, when when do we trust Justin Holbrook? Mm. Never. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we were talking about it. Like, footy-wise, it does sort of seem to make sense, but it's mm. yeah, it's, it's not great for fantasy. He's, he, he, I think he's still a keeper. He's just not uh, a safe captaincy option anymore, unfortunately. No. Yeah, and no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely play him. Uh, so, But, yeah, just... I certainly don't trust to put the uh, put the C on, uh, mm. and I mean Fodawaker was scoring pretty well. How did he go? He sort of seems to have dropped off a little bit of a cliff. Only thirty five last week as well in forty minutes. So it seems like his role's changed. Yeah, I, I suppose now that Origin's over, um, he's I don't know. He's sort of gone back to a more even rotation because uh, he was mm. playing some big minutes there for a while, like. You know, like 60, 71, 55, 54 there for a bit. But, yeah, sort of back yeah. to that uh, pre-origin sort of role now. Um, which is I mean, it could have something to do with the fact that they've been flogging teams as well. So mm, Possibly, yeah. Yeah, but, um, I mean, yeah, they're looking pretty pretty good, the Titans, and um, you have to back them in from here to be a, a finals hope. Yeah, you, you think but, so. Uh, I mean, like, like Cronulla and the Dragons are, are gone. Like, who's going to knock yeah. them out, really? Well, it's really the Knights and uh, and them that are sort of the the late comers for for this. And yeah, I mean, the Knights the Ra- have a really soft schedule. Yeah, the Raiders are there too in ninth. So I guess those are probably the. Th- I guess two of those three would be the th- uh, would be the ones I'd pick. Yep, uh, mate. They do come up against a Cowboys juggernaut this week that features Valentine mm. Holmes and also Tamalolo named on the edge. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, what I love do you think? it. I think it's what great. Okay, what do you, what do you think Peyton's thinking is there? How do you think he's going to be used? Well, I've been watching him the last couple of weeks, and he just seems to be a little bit gassed. Mm. And I think maybe if he can, you know, use his attacking talents out on the edge, he might be able to get through that eighty minutes out on the edge there, mm. and just sort of they'll use him for his you know two hundred meters or whatever. But he should only have to make twenty tackles a game out there, you know, if they can if they can cover him properly. Uh, it could also be a ploy to have the big body out there against Dave Feeder as well. Hmm. Yeah, like I, I was thinking that maybe that you know they're putting him out there to sort of mark on it up on uh, Fafita, but like usually the strategy with Fafita, and I think the Bulldogs did this quite well, is you just need to like rush up on him um, and like yeah. sort of give him no space. And whether you get into the ground or not, it's not really the point. It's more so that uh, slow him down. Yeah, slow him down as before more people can get there. So um, mm. yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me to see like Tamalolo sort of in like the like the Thomas Burgess sort of role where like. He plays, you know, mainly in the middle, but then like pushes out wide often as well to like target um, halves. Like, yeah, get one on one with halves. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could it could work. We've seen Tamalolo on an edge before, and he he can do some damage. But um, yeah, yeah, interesting. I just uh, I just don't want him to go missing. That's the problem. Is sometimes mm. he sort of just you know gets through the game rather than going to find the ball. I'll be surprised yeah. if uh, Molo doesn't come onto the bench for Dunn as well. I think. Um, assuming they're comfortable that Holmes is fit. So, mate, uh, outside of that, that's that's it for the Cowboys fantasy-wise. We might dive into some uh, points of discussion that we've gotten through our Facebook group. Shout out to the uh, NRL Fantasy Talk Facebook group who's just absolutely hammered us with uh, discussion topics this week. So, mate, uh, this uh, guy Michael here, he's worried about, Fogarty, Hunt, and Hughes all out, um, but obviously Fogarty's been named. And, I mean, we don't know if he's going to play, and Hughes has been named, but we don't know if he's going to play. Mm. Uh, only have Burton left to cover the halves and with Bird out, but now Bird's in the centre. So I guess that's good news. You can just use Birdo, cover your halves, and I'd be hanging on to Fogarty and Hughes this week, I think, do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Like Hunt's obviously the uh, the obvious trade there, but um, if if Fogarty's not back this week, though, I I think he's a trade. Honestly, like if you look at um, the uh, Titans' schedule after this week, he's got the Rabbitohs, Melbourne, and Newcastle, and that's you know this is the pointy end of the head-to-head finals time. Mm-hmm. Um, if if he's not playing this week, I'd I'd almost consider trading him out this week. 
Yeah. No, well, that's a good point. Yeah, I think if he doesn't play, you can you can move him on. But they play last mm. game, so you're not going to yeah, find that out. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm sort of hoping. Uh, I'm sort of hoping we'll find because like obviously they've got to update their team lists um, on Saturday at 4 p.m. So I'm kind of hoping we'll find out if he's playing or not, and I might just move him to Hughes if Hughes does actually play. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. Uh, speaking of Hughes, the next question is: Have Moses and Hughes unsure if they're going to play? Obviously, we know that they're both named now. Uh, one trade remaining, and then roughly a million uh, to spend. Mm. Who would be an option? Uh, obviously, except for Cleary. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I mean now I was... you've got Moses and Hughes, you don't really need to spend that trade. I'd probably just be hanging on to it. I think. Yeah, I guess just probably hang on for for dear life if you can. Because I mean, like, didn't Hughes have this problem like a couple of weeks ago where like he sort of did his calf, but then backed up a week later anyway. Um, yeah, he's sort of like, been carrying it for most yeah. of the season. It sounds like. Yeah, and, and normally Bellamy's one to uh, you know give his blokes a rest um, in this situation, especially since they've got guys like Hines who can slot into that seven role. Um, but I mean, if you're desperate to spend a trade, like really the only half you could get most of your money's worth would be DCE. But I'm assuming you've already got him. If if you don't, ugh, outside of that, like. Moses, I guess. Uh, oh, he said he's got Moses. I guess Munster then. Um, there's not a whole lot of good options going around, is yeah. there? No, I mean, if, but if you got Moses and you got Hughes already, mm. um, you know, hopefully you got some like a backup there, and you can and you can buy a different position though as well. So yeah, true. Um, so Steve's worried because uh, he's got both Stags and Laurie. Um, so he's only got one trade left, oh. but he's only got Bird Roberts. And Simonson that can fill the empty spot. So Ooh, okay. uh, Robert's not named at all, is he? And no, Simonson, he's suspended. Oh yeah, right. Yep. And then Simonson is. Uh, I, I, I he was named last week, but I was mm. sure that he was gone like for the year, um, and he's not named in the twenty-one at all. So I wonder if maybe that was just a a uh, they only had twenty-one players, so they just threw his name on the list type jobby. Um, I reckon you probably need to spend your trade moving the more expensive one of Stags or Lurry to the best centre that you can get, which is probably Avarillo. I'd I'd almost suggest maybe if you like going like a Gagai or a, if you could afford a Manu just for the dual position, like given that you've lost Lurry too, like you're probably going to want a Mm. dual position wing fullback just in case. Yeah. yeah, given that, you know, who knows with Simonson. Um, and, I, yeah, I, who, who was it? It was Staggs and Laurie. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be moving on Staggs. Laurie's down to 410K now. Um, yeah. And the Tigers have do have a fairly favourable looping schedule. So I'd definitely be using Laurie for looping and moving on Staggs, I think. Yep. No, good plan. Uh, do we think Sexton's going to stay in the line? The lineup, or will Fogarty return and be Ash Taylor and Fogarty their ace pairing? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? I, I'd assume Fogarty comes back into the side just given, you know, he is the captain of the team. Um, mm. But yeah, like you said, like there's probably no rush to bring him back given how well no. Sexton and Taylor have been going. Um, no. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Fogarty sits out another week to let his finger heal completely. Um, yep. And then, yeah, he's back for this tough run of games they're about to have, which probably puts him as a sell. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, also, apparently, Jungie's chimed in here as well. He said, apparently, Holbrook stated it'll be between Sexton and Fogarty because Ash Taylor offers a point of difference. Hmm, okay, interesting. Who is <laughs> in, like, he's not as good. That's the point of difference. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Um, Hines to Pap straight swap. Have Moses, DC, Dewey, and Money plus trades for Cleary. I uh, probably wouldn't go Hines to Pap at this stage. Yeah, unless uh, Pap is suddenly started. Like, assume, let's just say Hughes plays. If Pap was to start and Hines was to go to the bench, I'd uh, maybe consider it then. Uh, mm. I mean, well, obviously we saw Pap last week. He does seem like he's. Got some confidence back. He was playing. He was looking phenomenal in that second half, um, and it got me excited to buy him. That said, you know his his break even is uh, still a hundred. So I mean, there's no rush, but 
at this time of the year, you know, for mine, I'm far more interested in points rather than uh, someone's break even, to be honest. Yep, absolutely. Uh, uh, Jacob just chimes in. I've got Dylan Brown. He's low-key decent. Um, he is low-key decent the last couple of weeks, 50, 56, <laughs> 45, and 68. You are right. He is. But unfortunately, he now has Moses back, and he's coming into Rabbitohs, Seagulls, and Storm and Panthers over the next four weeks. So mm. I'd say uh, the low-key decentness of him is probably going to change, uh, but we'll see how we uh, see how we go. Mm. Uh, John Sweetman, shout-out. He said... Uh, Lord of the Rings and footy, the perfect meme doesn't exist. It's <laughs> like, thank you very much, sir. I, I worked really hard on it. Uh, it took me five minutes. Uh, Lolo named on the edge. How will this affect his points? I actually do worry about his base stats being lower, and if he does decide he's going to have one of those games where he falls asleep, then uh, it could be bad. Yeah. He, uh, do you think uh, he's going to play 80? I hope so. If he's playing on the edge, if he doesn't play 80 and he's just bludging out on the edge, it's going to be a bad time. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough to say. Because, I mean, like, I know, like, in years past, um, coaches that weren't Peyton, like, would occasionally play him, like, start him on an edge and then move him into the middle. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, interested to see how he's actually going to be used there, like, if he's going to be a proper edge or if he's going to be sort of like this hybrid. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it does. It does worry me. I won't lie. Mm. Might be a might uh, be a good uh, loop option, I suppose. Yeah, well, you know, I think most teams don't have the luxury of looping him, Corey Harrower and Ira, Victor Radley, <laughs> and Pat, uh, bloody Nico Hines, Jerome Hughes. They got Reece half Walsh. their teams. Yeah, Reese Walsh. Even um, bloody what's his name, Moses, coming back from injury. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a team full of players that we don't trust. Uh, Trindle, uh, mm. we discussed him already. Um, uh, uh, Matthew just uh, comments saying, I've got Munster, Sam Walker, Tom Dearden, and Josh Schuster. Uh, cool. Congratulations. Cool. Uh, CHN, a trade from Chappie. Yeah, probably. Um, if you. You've got no other urgent issues, but mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think he's an urgent sellout this week. But yeah, he's he's probably a sell if you if you've got spare trades. Yep. Uh, ben Hunt to Jerome Hughes. Uh, already have Hines and Schuster as halves cover, and also have DCE. Mm. Um, I mean, it's tough to recommend that given the, you know this cloud over Hughes. It, I mean, if we had full assurances that Hughes is playing, then yeah, pull the trigger. Um, yeah, it's just really hard to recommend that without knowing on Tuesday is Hughes actually going to be playing on Saturday. Yeah, I would suggest maybe hanging on to that for a week and um, just make you starting. Oh, but Schuster's playing Melbourne too, isn't he? Mm. Oh, maybe. Uh, I mean, you could hang on to because you got he's still got 165k and four trades in the bank. You could even. Hang on to Hunt this week, and then if Hines is benched, you could trade Hines to Hughes or Hines to somebody that plays afterwards and just plug Schuster in for a week. Uh, Obviously, Ben Hunt plays early in the week, but Ben Hunt will allow you to do a loop there, and then you could even loop Hines and Schuster through your halves. Oh, no, you couldn't do that. They're in the same game. I don't know. It seems like a head. I don't. Mm, I don't think. I don't. I'm not overly excited about Jerome Hughes with a calf injury off a uh, a game where he didn't play the 80 due to the aforementioned calf injury. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, like, given that he's still got four trays left, you could always just and you've got halves cover. You could just move Hunt to some other position and um, maybe just hang out for Cleary coming back and you know move Hines to Cleary in a week or so, maybe. Yeah, it's going to be reliant on some cash, though, and 150K in the bank. Mm, I suppose true. Cleary's only going to get 20 this week off the bench or something, so. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, best Hughes replacement other than DC and Hines? Well, I guess we're just hanging on to Hughes and seeing what happens now. Uh, and who should I trade out of McCulloch, Braley, and Harawira Naira? Eight trades left, 240K to work with. Oh, geez, you're luxurious there. Um, mm. Probably McCulloch and Harawira Naira. Oh, oh, but he's got Braley though as well. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. Like you said, uh, mate, uh, green dots are the ones that lose money, not the red ones. Um, mm. And you have to think Braley would be back next week. I know Braley hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but I probably have more trust in Braley than I do McCulloch right now. Mm. Well, I mean, if you got McCulloch and Harawira Naira and 240K, you could get what, like, I mean, Madison seems like he's doing pretty well at the moment like and, and relatively safe. Even, you know, you could get... Uh, just a bit of a it's, a, it's a bit of a crap sheet. Damien Cook and Reed Marnie, you could pick up. You could pick up Crichton, uh, Tom Lolo at 640k if you trust him. Yeah, it's just a bit of a headache. The whole thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, just get Cam Murray and just relax. Oh, Mars, yeah, get Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that. Harawir and Ira to Murray and uh, McCulloch to the best player that you can get. That's not Murray. Uh. I'm in top eight elimination finals, two on the table. Congratulations. Good job. <laughs> well done. Um, <laughs> which out of DC or Turbo will raise the bat this week? Uh, neither. Yeah. Unless, you know, you're raising the bat when you get your 50. Maybe that's it. Yeah, 37. <laughs> um, would you use your last trade to get a hooker in for Ben Hunt? has to be a hooker given the backup is now in use, Watson, and don't like the options other than Hodjo, uh, really, but given it would be, wouldn't really strengthen my team overall and looking towards holding would mean that I either play DeBellin or Watson or trade to Hodjo. And then why do you have DeBellin, Austin? <laughs> and then pick from DeBellin and Watto, but all three in likelihood around the same feels like yeah so basically what he's asking is should he trade ben hunt to a hooker uh which he's nominating as josh hodgson hmm. or should he hold ben hunt and play both jack DeBellin and connor watson in his 17 well i mean given that he's going to be playing in an elimination final next week because he's going to lose to me this week maybe you should just hold that trade to austin you know maybe mm, maybe that maybe yeah. that's your play you're going to need it next week mate yeah and he's saying he can <laughs> He's saying he can afford any hooker 850k to spend, but his best choice is Hodgson, which seems like not correct either. Yeah, yeah. So. but I mean that's who that that's Austin. Like, look at his side; he, he loves the out there options, doesn't he? He yeah. loves. He, he, he's not down the middle like us. He's not picking up a, a Marnie or a, a Damian Cook. He he wants uh he wants an out there option. Like he would be the he would be the one who gets Blake Braley over Jade. Like he, yeah. he, they would, he, mate, mate, get, uh, just get Harry Raven Grant. Garrett. Get Harry Grant. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a nice one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Have some fun. All right. Who is Captain Obvious this week? Stay tuned and follow our social media. <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. I'm moving to Instagram and Twitter. Hang on. I've got Insta. Oh, you got Insta? All right. You give me Insta then. All right, not uh, not many here, but uh, we've got... Who would you trade for Hines? Um, if I could choose anybody, is there any caveats to this? No, he just said, who would you trade for Hines, question mark, uh, Mitchell, question mark. Luttrell. Um, I wouldn't get Luttrell, I don't think. Um, they do actually have a couple of tough matches coming up. I would suggest... Oh, if I could pick anybody... I mean, obviously, you know, your top of the tree guys, DCE would be my number one option at the moment. But, I mean, outside of that, he might not score that well, though, either. Um, Payne Haas, Cameron Murray. Adam Dewey. Adam Dewey. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't like that. I'm not going to recommend Adam Dewey to anybody. I'm sorry. That's all right. Me me and Dom will uh, just enjoy Dewey. That's all right. You do it. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, and, it depends on what position you need. Um, yeah, go the go the obvious suspects first. I think is mm-hmm. advice. Yep, and uh, best center for the run home slash head to head finals. Avrilo. Yeah, yeah, hard to go past it with the uh, with that uh, five eight partner. Um, 
Although, you know, Jack Bird at fullback is, is interesting, but yeah, I have to Bradman think Avarillo with. Yeah, Bradman Best, mate. Love him. Um, but yeah, Avarillo with his base stats just looks amazing. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with my Avarillo Gagai center combination, if I am being honest. Fair enough, yeah. Anything else from Insta? No, that's all. That, that's all from Insta. All right, they're all quiet. They're all over on the NRL Fantasy Talk, obviously. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, provide his name today, which he has been. Is Pierce a good trade-in for the back end with a great schedule? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I mean, he doesn't... Yeah, with the difference with Pierce this year versus last year is uh, he's not going to get the amount of kick meters he normally does, um, given that he's partnered with Clifford now and not, a, you know, a Kurt Mann or a Connor Watson or whoever. Mm. Um, but, I mean, he could be the beneficiary of some attacking stats. I just think I'd rather opt for some other guys like, uh, you know, like your Mitch Moses or whatnot. But, I mean, he is a real dice roll. Um, I just... I, he's just not going to have the same ceiling given that his base stats in kick meters is going to be a little bit lower than normal. Yep, no, I agree. Um, is Tyson Gamble the best remaining half? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, just he's just fun to watch purely for the uh, the absolute wind up merchant that he is, just getting under uh, people's skin. Uh, which one of these players would you leave out this week? Mm-hmm. Schuster, McCulloch, Gagai. Uh. Oh, God. Um, probably, I mean, given the opportunity, you'd always leave out the centre, wouldn't you? Yeah, but the Rabbitohs are playing against Parramatta, um, who are not very good, and uh, Andrew McCulloch's not very good. And she's no. just playing the Storm. I guess if you want the ceiling, like Gagai's the obvious ceiling guy there, isn't he? Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, so he's using Suwali as his looper. Um, I would put McCulloch in my loop slot and I would play Gagai anyway and loop McCulloch and Schuster personally. Okay. I'd, I'd probably loop McCulloch and Gagai, I think. Yeah, and just play Schuster. Mm, I think That's so. how he's got it set up at the moment. Okay. Yeah. The other option is you could play Gagai and put Walsh in the loop slot instead of Gagai. Hmm. I guess, like, the thing, the problem, though, is, like, what does McCulloch need to score for you to not want to take it? Because, like, I think it's pretty likely he's probably going to play 70 minutes, score, like, 42 or whatever. And, like, that's right in that awkward zone. Mm. Um, Like, it, I think it more depends on, like, your head-to-head matchup. Like, do you need the ceiling? Like, do you need a guy like yeah. Gagai who's going to score you more, like, potentially score you more than a 42? Yeah. No, I agree. All right, mate, I've got the last question here for you, and I don't want you to give me any explanation at all. I just want you to tell me the answer, and then we're going to finish the podcast. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Who is the better pickup, Isaiah Papali'i or Cameron Murray? Cameron Murray. Thank you very much for joining the NRL Fantasy Amateurs (laughs) podcast. It's been Mark and Ryan. We'll uh, hope you enjoy your footy, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys.